Panos, John McGrath, Troy Malcolm, Million Dollar Agent. And how, you know what, guys, it's great to see you again. And I tell you, occasionally when I'm sitting there listening to a podcast, um, that's not this one, listening to another podcast. By the way, John, that podcast you sent me, 10X, highly rated. Just love it. Fantastic. 10X, um, those guys. But I occasionally go and have a look at the charts of the podcast. And I've got to say, Troy, I've been pleasantly surprised. Um, Our podcast, um, occasionally it seems to hover under the 30 mark, and then all of a sudden, it's in the top 10 again. Yeah. So, uh, what's the story? Is that top 10 in Australia? Top 10 on iTunes, yeah. Top 10 on iTunes business, yeah. But that also includes the the likes of Tim Ferriss, um, James Altucher, um, mm. The whole list of podcasts that are Bus- available here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. business news cool. our subcategory. We're consistently in the top five. What are we? What are we doing, Troy? Are we taking uh, TV commercials overseas? In, <laughs> this, was it billboards? What's 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 the marketing strategy here? Oh, I just keep pressing refresh, Tom, every time I listen to it. <laughs> okay, guys. So I'm really uh, uh, keen to. Uh, explore this. It's We've titled it Avoiding Commission Breath, but in this podcast, I want to talk about, there was a term in, in, this, in that movie, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, Alec Baldwin got up and did this motivation talk. It's at the start of the movie. I don't know if that's you've right. seen that. That's right. You movie. should YouTube that. That's, YouTube it. Alec Baldwin, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. And he that where get, he says, my watch is worth more than your house or something. Correct. <laughs> correct. Correct. He's coming in. It's a rainy day. He does a, a one-hour prep talk, and he writes on the board, a, B, C, always be closing. And I just thought to myself, it's 2016. I just couldn't picture myself walking in to do a session with um, real estate agency in Australia or New Zealand and say, guys, always be closing. I'd rather be saying A, B, H, always be helping. Because I think that's what people buy. but They buy the person that helps them the most. And I want to talk in this podcast, Troy and John, the shift from coming across as a salesperson and moving to the new paradigm of being an expert, whether it's an expert on a a particular block of units in a marketplace or a geographic expert, where you are seen as the go-to person, where you totally dominate a market where they just sit there and listen to you as a trusted advisor. Um, so, Gordon, I, I often refer to it, Tom, as the effortless effort, and I think you go back to sporting analogies, which we use a bit. Um, when you see great athletes, especially sort of runners or even swimmers, but it's harder to tell when someone's in swimming mode, but you see great athletes, you know, they're striving, but it doesn't look like it. It just feels a very natural process. And I think if you can um, replicate that in the lounge room with the client in terms of your enthusiastic, you're keen, um, you're moving forward, but there's no level. I mean, I love that commission breath you know, metaphor because it does. You're right, people smell it on you yeah. and, and it, it doesn't attract, it actually repels people. So it's that kind of desperation in, in anything, whether it's a personal relationship or a business relationship, you know, the kind of uh, keener in a desperate way you are, the more people pull back from you. Whereas if you're a comfortable person and you're comfortable in your own skin and you're confident in your recommendations, um, I think, you know, I I like the idea, the concept of closing in terms of, for me, closing is finding out if we're at the point of making a decision and moving forward. But I agree with you, the old-fashioned concept of, 
you know, sort of tie down closing every three minutes and, you know, does that suit you and, and does that seem like it would be acceptable to you and would you rather a Wednesday or a Thursday, all that sort of thing. It does have a real 1980s sense yeah. about it. So I think, it's, you know... You it's, th- like, it's like you've got these trick questions that are going to work in your favour um, and, I don't, John, I've got to tell you, when I was a young, you know, it was 19, 20, I remember there's a book, how to master the art of selling anything mm-hmm. by Tom Hopkins, mm-hmm. and I read it, and it's 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 peppered with a lot of those sorts of um, closes. The reality is, I found it, I found it very helpful, but on the other hand, is in a real life situation, I found it difficult to sit in front of a client and say, giving them an alternate close, one of the two. Mm-hmm. I think it's this hybrid approach where you 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 come along. You're giving advice, and then you get to a point where you make it easy for the client to say yes. You don't actually um, force them to say yes, but you seamlessly, and you used it at a podcast about three months ago, you said that you seamlessly Mm. go to complete an agency agreement without it being like they're signing their life away or something. Yeah, I think if you get to a point, Tom, where your focus is on helping them achieve their goals, not on helping you put commission in your account. In an authentic way, it's not just pretending, oh, I'm going to pretend, Troy, that, but, but really a point, you know, my view, and I say to clients all the time, I'll, I'll, I'll actually say this, Troy, you know, whether you list with me or not, I'd love to give you some tips, especially with expired listings. I'll go along and they'll say, well, you know, I've still got you know, some questions about this and I don't want to do that. And I'm saying, look, I'm not here to try and earn a commission, Tom. I'm really here to help you achieve the goal you want, which is get your home sold. John, that was gold. I want to repeat it because sometimes I think there's a phrase or statement that if people internalise in their own words can have a fantastic impact in their conversations. Can you repeat that again? Whether uh, I want to give you some tips. Yeah, so I'll, I'll just say words to the effect, Tom, that, you know, Tom, for me, I'm not here today about earning a commission. I'm about... Achieve, helping you achieve your goal, which I assume is still to sell your property. Now, if I can give you some tips that helps your current agent get the property sold, that'll be a great outcome for me. Because you know, I'm playing a long game here. I'm yeah. in this for relationships for the future. If I can help you move right now, and, and we get paid for it, and I don't go into this depth with them, but my philosophy is, well, that's good. If not, I know you'll walk away. I won't necessarily get a commission, but I'll get a lot of referral from you. And I'll have you walking away saying, God, well, next time I sell, definitely going to call John in earlier than I did this time and if my neighbour was thinking of selling I'll probably have refer him not the agent that, that ended up selling for me so I think you've just got to be very comfortable with the fact that what do you say to John what do you say to the listener right now who's heard what you just said mm. but has also done one listing presentation in six weeks and they're just not calm and collected and the reality is they're getting desperate to get that listing well, first thing is prospect more because right. in the one listing presentation. So your problem's not closing. Your problem. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be one. The second one. Well, I think you've just got to adopt that that mentality. Whether you've got one listing this week or to go to, or you've got six, you need to arrive as an expert that is there to help them, comfortable in your own skin, giving recommendations, and and that doesn't mean, as I said before, I think it's incredibly healthy to unearth tension in terms of find out, are, are there any blockages in place? And I think be authentic and direct with people. I might say, Tom, you mentioned before when you called me in that your brother-in-law was in real estate. Is that going to be something that would stop you from listing with me? 
I'd just be honest with people. And people say, well, look, it would be pretty hard, John, but I haven't called you in to waste your time, but I, you know, I'm not sure how I could deal with that. But I want to know, is that a, a blockage or an issue? Because I'm still happy to help you, give you some tips, and then walk away, because that's my philosophy. But I, I'm not going to spend you know, seven hours preparing a presentation if, and coming back three times if you're just going to sign up with your brother-in-law also. I'd, I'd rather you just be open and say, look, I've got to sign with him, but I'd like you to tell me what you think it's worth and what tips would you give me? I'm happy to do that. So I, I think it's, um, if you're comfortable with that, and some people say, oh, well, you know, now you're in a position in your life where that's okay. No, no, this was always my view. When I was starting off at 20, and I had one listing presentation in six weeks, so, you know, take your metaphor, Tom, it was still that. I, I was enthusiastic. I was excited. And, and don't take the message as saying you can't be enthusiastic. I think people love enthusiasm. There's a fine line between enthusiasm and desperation that should never cross. And when you get to that point where you're pestering them every five minutes and, you're, and there's that desperation and commission breath we spoke about, that you've crossed the line. So I, I think you, get, you need to be an enthusiast. You do need to follow people through. You do need to check in and see where they're at along the decision-making tree. You do need to peel the onion and unearth any tensions that, that could prevent you doing business with them or them appointing you. And then just calmly and say, Tom, well, you know, having covered, I guess, there were six things on the agenda that you and I spoke about up front. Feels to me we've covered those. I want to check in with you. Are you comfortable with what we've gone through? And therefore, would you be happy to put me to work? And it's around tonality, language. It's not tricky language. It's actually conversation you would kind of use with in a social situation. And then... You know, people are feeling, well, okay, I can have a real conversation with this guy or girl because yeah. they're talking real to me. They're not trying to pin me down and trick me and, and put me in a corner. They're actually just saying, well, how does it feel to you? They're asking better questions, I think, as well. The more experience you get, the less of the assumption is that you know what the potential vendor or client wants. Yeah. So you're asking questions that invoke emotion you're asking serious questions but you're also building rapport and trust with that person at any given time and yeah. I think that's one thing desperation you'll be asking questions or assuming what they want to hear instead of what they really need to hear yeah yeah well said Troy and I think um, it's clear we talk about it all the time and that is that million dollar agents ask questions rookies make statements yeah and your ability to ask really good questions is going to, like, you don't do it because we're saying it on the podcast, or you don't do it because you've been taught in a training course by your franchise group, be a good question asker. You ask questions because if you're a curious person and in your true heart you genuinely care about that person, you're going to ask those questions anyway because the nature of helping someone is to understand them. Understanding them is about trying to get to think what they're thinking behind their eyeballs. And the only way you do that is if they talk and you listen, listen and, you, and you listen and you really hear not what they just say, but what they're really saying. Because I think sometimes what a client says mm. and what they're really feeling can be disconnected in the words. You, you know. But if you ask the question, you'll probably see the disconnect in their body language mm. and their tonality from the words. Yeah. So, but I, coming back to your point, I totally agree. So I think it's important. The other thing as we step back is why are some people desperate? And it's funny because we made a joke about, well, if you haven't been to one in six weeks, you know, that, that's the problem. 
it's actually true. Sometimes you are desperate because you are going to one in six weeks and you need to fix that desperation up by prospecting thoroughly and professionally. Again, without commission breath, even in the prospecting, it's not just about listing stage, it's about way back here as well. So I think that's really critical. If you have 17 plates spinning in the air and one drops, you kind of don't sweat it so much. You say, well, best of luck, and I wish it could have been me, but I understand you had to choose an agent, and best of luck, and I'd like to keep in touch and see if I can help you find a home. So that's fine. If you only get one plate spinning in the air and it kind of starts wobbling, you do tend to get this desperate energy around you. So one of the best ways to care, but not that much, taking Herb Cohen's famous saying, is, is having a number of opportunities at any given time. It's the same with even if you're in selling mode, because this applies, commission breath applies to when you're dealing with buyers as well, not just sellers. You know yourself, you guys from having been in and around the industry, that the best you're at your best negotiating when you have four buyers on a property. Correct. Because you kind of know, A, the deal's going to happen. Yeah. B, is you've got the ability to leverage and care, but not that much, in a respectful way. And so I think it's really important that you create more opportunities for yourself and you recognise you don't have to get every sale and every listing to be the number one agent in Australia. In fact, that's never going to happen. So, you know, don't cling on to one particular piece of business. Do Go your hardest, do your best, prepare for it, but never have that desperation. So I think it's really important and it's, about, it's around practice. What, what, uh, guys, one of the things that I notice as we come towards the end of this podcast is that great agents that pick themselves before a vendor picks them. And I'm not talking about arrogance, but confident that they think that they deliver the best value proposition to a vendor are less desperate. Mm. And I think the reason why they're less desperate is that they actually know that their product, which is themselves and their ability to get the best price, is better than the others. Mm. And when you're better than the competition, you don't have to offer a cheap, desperate commission because you've backed yourself. You actually think that you've actually got a better product. Yeah, yeah. there's no doubt um, that that confidence, and be careful, as we often say to our listeners, there is a very fine line between being relaxed and complacent, yeah. being confident and arrogant, and you just you have to work to make sure, because I do see some agents occasionally they'll listen to a message like this, and the next time they walk in, they're cocky. Too far. You've gone too far. Pull yourself back to confident. Again, you don't want to be complacent. You don't want to say, look, I don't want to be desperate, so I'm not going to ring them for a week. You can ring them the next morning at 8 o'clock. Say, Tom, just wanted to let you know that I slept on the, our conversation from last night. I had a couple of ideas that I think are actually going to be great value. You mentioned about me coming back to reappoint. I've done some things overnight. I'd love to come back today and just see how it fits with you. And if you're comfortable with it, you might want to put me to work straight away. Beautiful. That's not desperate, but it is moving forward because this is a business relationship. It's not, a, it's not just a social relationship. It's a business relationship and you need to be moving forward. So anyway, hopefully that helps um, our listeners because uh, this is a really key area. Really key, key area. area. Um, uh, realestate.com.au are the sponsors of this podcast and... Um, I'm just going to touch briefly, uh, uh, John, if I can, on something that I saw on their website in the last couple of weeks. This is not TripAdvisor yet, but uh, right now, consumers in Australia can go onto realestate.com.au and work out clearly who in the last 12 months has sold the most amount of properties in a specific suburb in a specific price range. 
So we're not seeing where people go in and put reviews, but what I'm saying is if I'm living in Leichhardt, I can go in and see which agent has sold the most amount of houses between 1 million and 2 million. And this is going to help an agent, number one, get on the shopping list. And it's also going to help an agent, once they're at the table, get the listing because they've got evidence-based results that are clear, transparent now. Is this on the agent's profile? This is 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 not on the agent. This is a new part of realestate.com.au. So um, it allows uh, uh, prospective vendors. Where is that on the site, Tom? I I I think you go through the links through when you're looking at um, selling. And, um, Mate, if you could see if Judith could post that on the site, okay, so, on, on your site, yeah, so, so give people a link to it because uh, one of those things, if you hear it, you'll be excited because that's the first time I've heard it. I had heard it was coming. I didn't know it was out yet. Yeah. So guys and girls, I'll have it on my website uh, under Million Dollar Agent, um, the link in there. And I think it's important to familiarise yourself. I don't think that there's much you can actually do apart from listing and selling a lot more property to actually improve your attractiveness there. But the main thing that we're talking about is that we are seeing this emergence of performance-based selection Mm. in the marketplace as transparency becomes very clear to buyers and sellers. Buyers about prices, sellers about who's selling what, how often, Mm. what are they selling. So, um, yeah. yeah. Good point, good point. Go and have a look at that on REA. Go to Tom's website, tompanos.com.au. Guys, girls, thank you so much. We're going to catch up next week where we're going to... Talk about hiring a personal assistant. Can't wait. Speak to you then. See you guys.